Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. This episode of X-Ray Vision is brought to you by the new Hulu original series, Unprisoned, starring Kerry Washington and Delroy Lindo. Imagine, you're a single working mother who's dating and even about to buy a new house. Life is going pretty good, until your dad comes back to live with you. After 17 years of being in prison. Think you've got daddy issues? Well, hers are moving in. Unprisoned, starring Carrie Washington, Delroy Lindo, premieres Friday, March 10th, streaming only on Hulu. Sam Sanders and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist Tony Award-winning producer Zach Stafford, have a new podcast where they make sense of what's going on in the news and culture. From Elon Musk and foreign policy to Pelotons and Rihanna headlining the Super Bowl halftime show, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's your favorite group chat come to life. Join the weekly Kiki every Wednesday. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast contains spoilers for the season three premiere of The Mandalorian, as well as spoilers for a few episodes of The Book of Boba Fett uh, that featured our good friend Din Djarin. Hello, my name is Jason Concepcion. And I'm Rosie Knight. And welcome to X-Ray Vision, the crooked media podcast where we dive deep into your favorite shows, movies, comics, and pop culture. In this episode, on the airlock, whoo, we're in a galaxy. Bring back the baby! The baby's back! We wanted him! The baby's back! And he's back. That baby, that puppet, that million-dollar child. I love him. We love him. And we're stepping out of the airlock into a galaxy far, far away for the premiere of season three of The Mandalorian. And in Nerd Out, guess what? Somebody, a listener named Whitney, came through with a very relevant theory about The Mandalorian and the Darksaber. And of course, if you want to jump around, check the show notes for timestamps. Let's go to the airlock. We're stepping out of the airlock for season three's premiere of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. This episode is Chapter 17, The Apostate. It was written by Jon Favreau and directed by Rick Famuia. And uh, let's, before we dive into the recap, talk about where we left off after season two, where we left uh, our good friend Din, where we left our, our good friend Grogu, we left all our all our wonderful galaxy far, far away friends out in Star Wars land. Yeah, so obviously I think everyone remembers that massive moment, you know, where Luke Skywalker came. Ever took away. heard of him? Ever heard of him? <laughs> Luke Skywalker? Once known as Luke Starkiller? Now, well, here he is. He, he came. He, his face was CG'd to look younger. It was voiced by none other than Mark Hamill. And he took the baby. He was taking that baby. And he was like... I gotta gotta take that baby and turn him into a Jedi. But Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett, a show that I found very charming, uh, sequential Star Wars storytelling of the highest, oldest fashioned order, 
there we yes. saw that the baby, he went back to the Mandalorian. Gotta get the baby back. Look, nobody wants that. I love that baby back, baby yeah. back, baby back, baby back, baby back. Baby back. <laughs> Don't eat those babies' ribs. Only a baby. No ribs. So so if you think about it like this, look, Disney knew from the very first moment that they saw the end of the first episode. The, of stock, the, the mm, stock started dropping. You, you, <laughs> you know, know the baby is not going to stay with Luke. The baby no, has to go back with Pedro back. Pascal. You've got to have everyone's favorite space daddy looking after everyone's favorite space baby. So in a very powerful moment that we talked about quite extensively, because we thought this was really cool, very Avatar, the last airbender inspired, it felt like as well. The baby chose to go with Din. And now Din is in this hilarious space where he's just kind of like, yeah, my mission's over, but guess what? Baby came back. So now I'm just with this baby, just chilling. But if you remember, Din... Thanks to his love of the baby, he took off his mask. Which dun, dun, dun. means he broke the Mandalorian code and the especially strict Death Watch code. So now he has to find a way to redeem himself in the eyes of Mandalore. Why does he want to do that? I don't know. Yeah, he he loves being so. a Mandalorian. He's got to do it. But, so that's where, and him and the baby, they're just, just chilling in space in a very cool Naboo starfighter. The baby's looking and one, cute. And one little starfighter head. baby. Popping oh God, out the in the back. I mean, every time some, you see this puppet, you're just so happy. There's some wonderful shots of the baby. Yeah, I, f- I feel my serotonin rise mm-hmm. every, time they, every time the camera graces the face of our good friend Grogu, that beautiful 53-now-year-old baby. <laughs> Let's go to the recap. Uh, we open on some planet somewhere. It looks, uh, you know, very deserty, very sandy. Uh, except there is a large body of water here. We'll talk about that more <laughs> in a bit. The armor is in her workshop. She is forging uh, some bit of Beskar armor, and it is a helmet, the key, of course, to the Mandalorian identity. She steps out of the cave between ranks of Mandalorians, the, the Mandalorian tribe growing, you know, had been essentially decimated in, in, in recent years, but has clearly been growing uh, since we caught back up with them uh, in season one of The Mandalorian. And she presents this helmet to a youth. And then they speak the uh, the creed of the Mandalorian faith. I swear on my name and the names of my ancestors that I shall walk the way of the Mandalore and the words of the creed shall be forever forged in my heart. And the boy repeats this and the armor places the helmet on his head. And then they say, this is the way. From this moment on, I shall never remove my helmet. And he repeats this. And just as he does, a giant alligator-like alien bursts from the waterline. Are we not... Let's talk Check, about this. Like, like, can we go a little? Uh, did we not do a, a, a an appropriate scouting of the wildlife in this area? Why are we this close go to the habitat of a giant in the cave? Alligator? Just in the cave. Yeah, on, you were man. literally just in the cave. Like, you Wait had it out. You had to yeah. do this induction ceremony on the shore of Lake Placid. Like this. This is <laughs> yeah, a very Placid. big alligator. <laughs> and also, I feel like. I feel like the Mandalorian way, the Death Watch way, this kind of hardcore vision. War, it, war it, first, war they second, need, and war yeah, always. They need to rethink their connection with the galaxy and the pla- animals I, of I the planet. Like, agree with that. This is this alligator is just chilling in a lake, and you come down, bring in a little tasty-looking child into its mist. Its legs are flipping around in the water as it stands there. He's just hungry. He's not doing anything wrong. He just wants a snack. You're I, tempting him. I feel like you could have you, been anywhere else. Also, you you said 
I think something important. Well, listen, we know why they didn't do that because you need a cool action seater. But like, just go back into the cave and wait it out. And then yeah. when it leaves, come out and say, okay, let's move inland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's and I, just move a hundred yards in. And you are right, because the real truth is that looks sick. Like I it that really alligator cool. looks Great unbelievable, creature incredible creature work. I literally was like, oh, this is where the budget of <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp went. Like it literally that alligator, it looks like a real live it giant. It's beautiful. I love a creature. But you know what I don't love? I don't love to see all these Mandalorians trying to blow up. This alligator who's just and a bit they hungry. really did. They open up with everything they have. They send the uh, the younglings to safety, and then they start just like unleashing hell on this alligator from ground, and of course from the air with their jetpacks. You got a couple of Mandalorians uh, fly up and attach thermal detonators yeah, to the hide of the beast. No effect. They're opening fire with all kinds of things. You had a couple of Mandalorians. And this I didn't get what the end goal was here. You had a couple Mandalorian warriors shoot their grappling cables into the animal's neck. Like it was kind of like they thought they could like pull it down like a circus tent, but it was five hundred tons. It's huge. And it's also like sixty-five million years old or something. This thing is a dinosaur. (laughs) Like what were you thinking? It goes into a roll. There's like twelve guys who are attached to the alligator get maimed. Uh, The armorer then rushes forward to save. Uh, 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 the stricken Mandalorians who were still attached by their cables. Paz Visla saves a young boy uh, and then opens up with that uh, uh, that rotary cannon that he has. And just when it seems like, you know what? The fledgling Mandalorian people just getting back on their feet after, you know, the uh, after the purge and the Empire's depredations on their society and culture, they're going to get destroyed once again by a fucking alligator. An alligator. A silver Naboo N1 starfighter streaks overhead and the Mando is here and he strafes the alligator and it's barbecue gator for everybody. I hope they ate this gator. They they, have to eat They have to. They they have to be sorted for like a long time. Also, please, this man loves to kill a giant ancient animal. I'm getting sick of it. it. He's cute. He (laughs) He loved the baby. But like, please, just, just think twice. He's killing, this guy has killed some real, Some incredible creatures! (laughs) Um, So later on, Din and our good friend Baby Grogu are hanging out with the armor, and the armor is, like, lecturing Mando once again. You know, hey, you took off your helmet. Remember that thing where you took off your helmet? Guess what? You can't be accepted uh, back into Mandalorian society. And then Mando's like, yeah, but I've been studying my Mandalorian tracts, Okay. And the creed talks of redemption, does it not? And the armor, the armor is like, yeah, but you know, no uh, redemption. redemption you. <laughs> you could only do redemption at the living waters under the mines of uh, Mandalore. And as we all know, ever since the Imperial Purge of Mandalore, that shit is poisoned. You can't go there anymore. So you are an outcast. Why am I even talking to you? Because I like you, but like officially, we yeah, can't you're, do you're this done. anymore. And then Din is like. Okay, that's a good point. But what if the mines of Mandalore still exist? Boom! He lays a chunk of crystal, you know, the the um, as the Empire bombarded Mandalore, like it turned the surface of the planet into this like crystal, this green crystal. Yes. And he he lays this chunk of crystal on on the armorer's workbench, and it has a Mandalorian inscription on it. Oh, okay, and I was just gonna say the really interesting thing that that idea of the 
the empire like turning these planets to crystal in it's from legends and they call it glassing and it would happen it was this horrifying thing that would happen so it's one of more of these this is an episode where we get a lot of animation nods and these little legends nods and that's so cool to see it almost looks like kryptonite that's so it was really a really cool moment and really like hammers home the violence of what was done Mm -hmm. to the mandalorian people uh din is like yeah, you know, I got this from a uh, from Jawas who said that they got it from a traveler who in turn claims to have visited Mandalore. And does this not prove that Mandalore, while maybe not fully inhabitable, you know, like might not be poisoned, is at least like not super poisonous. Like you, I could go there. Uh, and here's my plan, Armor. I think you figured it out. I'm going to go to Mandalore. I'm going to go to the mines of Mandalore. I'm going to go under the mines of Mandalore, and I'm going to bathe in the redemptive wa- living waters. Yeah, baby. What He's do you like- say about that? And the armor is like, you know what? This is the way. I can't fucking argue with it. <laughs> She's like, sorry, bro. She's like, you're right. She's like, let's hey, do it. You're, you know what? You got me there. It's a she's, good plan. She's like, go, go have ahead. a bath. Then come back yeah. and see me. This is the way. Yeah. Baby Yoda clearly loves it. Now, let me ask you this. This is just shows you how I would not. I would not be able to excel, survive, thrive in Mandalorian society. I would just leave for a couple of weeks, hang out in Navarro with my buddy Grief, more on him later, come back and said, so I did it. Yeah. Nobody knows. <laughs> so it's like a armor, magic ritual. I did it. I bathed yeah. in the waters. It was pretty cool. It is kind Feeling of redeemed. there. And uh, I'm redeemed. So what's up? Am I back? Yeah. And also, like, <laughs> you probably would survive, I would say. That's actually probably the smartest version. Also, you just be like, guess what? You know what? Don't just have to take my word for it. Cool baby was here. And he also, did, uh, he also Grogu, saw, you, you, saw, yeah, it, you right? saw, didn't you? And Grogu's like, yeah, because Grogu yeah, yeah. will do and anything. You know Grogu's, Grogu's like Grogu's a trouble. Down. He's down and he's a troublemaker. He loves to cause a bit of mischief. He, he would like to pull a prank. <laughs> All he does you is You got the right idea. Trouble. That's what he should be doing. X-Ray Vision will be back. The important work of political and civic engagement doesn't just happen every two years. Vote Save America's No Off Years program is here to help you stay engaged through 2023's critical election, starting with a must-win Supreme Court seat in Wisconsin. Visit votesaveamerica.com right now to donate now to help get out the vote in Wisconsin ahead of their April elections and sign up to join our No Off Years campaign to stay in the loop on what's happening and how you can get involved via remote and in-person volunteer opportunities, targeted donations, and more. That's votesaveamerica.com. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu.
And we're back. So they head off to go do this. Uh, they're in hyperspace. Um, you know, that that beautiful kind of like uh, web of light uh, is all around the mm. N1 ship as they move through this hyperspace tunnel. And then Baby Yoda, a look of wonder uh, goes across this cute little, beautiful little face of, of Grogu. And it's not just the wonder of interstellar travel, we see that he is looking at a, a huge whale-like creature with tentacles. It is a purgle. Uh, and in fact, it's several purgles. Yeah, and this was many. This was the first time I really felt the scale of them. Mm-hmm. They're fucking huge. Yeah. That was really cool. It's, it's so I, huge. It, it, it really feels like, of course, purgles were, uh, we first saw them in Rebels, um, and they they are space whales essentially that can travel hyperspace tunnels just through their own natural abilities, and it really feels like they're setting the pergola up to be part of some larger mystery. I, I don't definitely know what that think is, so, but it feels like that. Yeah, and in in the the current Star Wars canon books, there's kind of been this expansion of the idea of hyperspace is almost like its own landscape and its own yeah. ecology. And and I think that the inclusion of the Purgil is also like big hint towards like Ahsoka because this had they had a big moment in the finale in the end kind of of Rebels. So it's very interesting to see. And I love this because you're right. Like in the in Rebels you get to see stuff, but in this moment where you have the tiny baby and this Naboo ship, which we've seen is quite formidable but it is absolutely dwarfed by these oh, images. And at first, Grogu's so into it, and there's one, and it's beautiful. But when he realizes there's four or five, he, like, runs away. It was really, really wondrous. Din does not see the Purgles because he is fast asleep at the fucking wheel, which I get it. He's doing a lot, and a single parent, he needs to catch some shut-eye. And you get this really cute moment where Grogu goes through the little tunnel that <laughs> attaches his bubble to like the main cockpit and he just like pops up yeah he snuggles lap. in he's like oh, that was scary i, I honestly love it so much i love that puppet. uh they land on navarro the gem of the outer rim and you gotta say looking shiny this is looking fucking great it looks great uh grogu is cooing at the sights and sounds of this lively town center now, including we see a troop of uh, Kowakian monkey lizards in the trees. Yeah, and they're free because uh, in the original, free. we'd seen them before in cages, but here they're just chilling like funny monkeys in the tree looking gross, repping salacious is, crumb. Din is equally amazed. It's like, holy shit, like this place is really, really changed. And they go to the town square where they find a statue of their, their erstwhile ally, Come enemy, uh, IG Eleven. You know, one of our one of our favorite uh, uh, robot droid bounty hunters turned unlikely hero, voiced of course by Taika Waititi. I know unexpected uh, Taika comeback. Is that what this is unexpected. promising us for season three? And as they're gazing up at the uh, at the conical figure of the late IG Eleven, the Trademark booming voice of Greek carga bellows. Yeah. us, we love you. It and makes me no so happy. One, again, is anyone having more fun than Carl Weathers? I'm not. Never, sure. impossible. <laughs> this man lived to be in this role in this show, and now his town is thriving, and he's feeling good. He's looking good. Oh my, he looks rich. 
he look? <laughs> he is looking rich. That cape is heavy. He has two droids who just follow him around, <laughs> holding his cape off the floor. Cape, cape droids. Droid. Where do you get cape droids? I need two cape droids. Definitely this those Bubba Frick like... babies made him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's this beautiful, like, scarlet velvet cape with all this, like, gold detailing. And from the back, it's, like, all gold. And as you mentioned, it's got these two little two little red droids on either side of the cape that hold it off the dusty ground. Amazing. And then we find out that Grief Karga has a uh, new title as well. He's the, not the magistrate of Navarro. He's the high magistrate. And he's like, let's go to my office uh, and let's catch up. So they go to his office. Karga uh, is like, here's what's going on in Navarro. Trade is up. Construction is booming. The mining interests uh, out here in the Navarro system are just pouring credits into the planet. Money, it's money, money. really, really good. It's money, 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 money. Here's how good it's going. Would you like a free mansion? Because that's what I got for would you. Would you like to this? become a landowner? How would you like that? Let me ask you this, Mando. A deal you can't refuse. How would you like a prime piece of real estate out by the hot springs. Do you know how much real estate over by the hot springs is? You could, you and the little one, hang up your blasters, live off the fat of the land. And Mando's like, ah, I Incorrect gotta go choice. Uh, bathe in the living waters. I gotta go bathe he in the living waters. He should have lived there. <laughs> you know what? Grief Cargan knows, yeah? He sees this baby. He's like, why is the baby still here? And he's like, you know what? Yeah, why, why is he still hanging out with the baby? <laughs> he's like, this man obviously loves this baby. And he's like, what does a man and a baby need? They need a house. He's like, why don't you just yeah. take a house? He's right. This is giving me big The Last of Us vibes. Please, Pedro Pascal, spend some time with your child in a safe space. Stop taking Please. them on dangerous journeys. And we should add that while this conversation about Mando for insane reasons turning down a free fucking house, uh, our good friend Baby Yoda, the beautiful 53-year-old baby, is sitting in Grief Karga's office chair using the force to spin the it's chair. So it's, it's so good. It's so cute. good. I absolutely love it. Um, so Din explains why he's still hanging out with Baby Yoda and why he can't take a free house. It's the whole thing. I'm an apostate. I need to bathe in living waters. I need redemption. Yeah, yeah. And Karga's like, okay, but you'd be landed gentry. Like, this is a great. No, and then uh, what about it? Think about it. But before they can really mull it over any further, uh, Grief's protocol droid enters and is like, uh, we got a problem. There's some pirates in town. Pirates. Uh, and it turns out Grief knows these pirates. Their leader is a Nick Doe named Vane, who works for Pirate King Shard. Karga is like, okay, let's get off the street here. You guys are there. The, the pirates are like knocking, like trying to get into this building that they think is a cantina, but it's actually a school now because. Navarro is significantly clean. Things up are looking up. Yeah. And Carr's like, that's a school. You're bothering the, the droid teachers there. Let's just go to my office and talk this over. Uh, and, of course, Mando is there leaning against a tree, giving him the, the appropriate muscle that he might need to get these pirates off the street. And uh, Vane is like, listen, wh what happened to you, man? You paid us for murder and mayhem inside this building that is now apparently a school. And now you're talking about it's a school and you're just like soft now. What the fuck is going on? So Vane like moves his cape away from his blaster. Karga moves his cape away from his blaster. And then all of a sudden they draw. And Karga 
is a badass and shoots Vane's yeah, Vane blaster made out of the Vane's wrong hands. Choice. Absolutely. And then is like, okay, I shot your blaster out of your head. You get it. Off Don't fuck with me. Now get out of here. Uh, and the pirates, by the way they move, clearly were not going to get out of here. No. Because they did, you know, they did some quick counting. They're like, well, there's six of us and there's two of this guy. You know, there's one, there's Grief Karga and another guy. I think we could take them, even though the other guy is wearing Mandalorian armor. Like, can we even blaster? Probably would that? be like, some kind of like myths around him, seeing as yeah, he's been going around wonder, fucking like, things up. This fucking morons. Anyway, uh, so they basically make a move like they're going to do something and Karga and Mando gun them all down. Okay, Mass murder on the streets of Navarro. And then Karga is like, okay, Vane, get out of here. And Mando's like, are you sure you're going to let this guy go? But the high magistrate is like, yeah, it's a great idea because he's going to go and he's going to mm-hmm. tell the other pirates that all our pirates died. And uh, and he's going to say, don't go back to Navarro because they're badasses there. And so that's over. And Karga and Mando are walking back, I, I would assume, to, uh, to Grief's office. And he's like, okay, but here's the thing. These pirates are coming by every once in a while. Different things are happening. We need a marshal. So Amanda's like, well, what about my good friend, former rebel trooper, Cara Dune? You yeah, what's Cara she up Dune? to? What's she up to? Well, Grief is like, well, she's now a notorious anti-vaxxer and far-right figure. <laughs> <laughs> but also, <laughs> she's been recruited by the New Republic Special Forces. Special Forces. So, She's out. Special forces, so she's out of it. We can't get her back. Uh, and by the way, since you asked about Cara Dune, here's what's also going on with Moff Gideon, our good friend Moff Gideon, who you got the Darksaber from. He is currently standing trial uh, for crimes against the galaxy. Uh, so what do you say? Marshall? Sounds good, right? That house? Still available. Uh, and Din is uh, like, uh, I don't know. Why don't you just like ring up the New Republic and say, send yeah, me Yeah, see what they're saying. Yeah, and Cargo's like, here's the thing. The New Republic's all the way in the fucking center of the galaxy. We're out here in the outer rim. What are they going to do? Like, I don't want to... We dealt with this the first time with the Empire and previously the Republic, and it's like, they're too far away to help us. And he he continues, under my watch, Navarro will become the first truly independent trade anchor in the entire sector. Will you be my Marshal Mando and a free house over by the beautiful hot springs of Navarro? And Mando's like, I can't. He's like, no, nah, man, do you have redemptive waters? Because otherwise <laughs> it's not happening. waters in the area? <laughs> so Karga's like, okay, I'm sorry. I've been monopolizing this whole conversation ever since you landed here. You, know, you and baby Grogu, uh, I've been I've been selfishly offering you a free house. Oh, how and dare trying to give you a I? Job. I didn't know you were here for but serious I never, business. I didn't, oh. I didn't, I didn't want to ask. I didn't ask you what. What you needed. What do you need? Other than and a free Din house. Like, <laughs> it is like, I got a crazy ask. Resurrect IG-11. What? what? No, yeah, I was like, dead. bro. I was like, that was not what I was expecting. Also, like, did he go there just to see an old friend? Did he know the statue was there? Is this something he just know. cherry picked off the I top of it, his head? I think, I think it was it just is. like a, I think it's just like an idea that like he just came in hot Gazed on the statue and was like, you know what? I want my fucking, I hate it. I know like as recently <laughs> as earlier in this series, I fucking hated, like hated. And I mean, capital H, hated on droids. But this was but the now, one who changed things. This one, there was a connection there. It's mm-hmm. Taika and TD. I need my <laughs> good buddy IG-11 back. Let's resurrect him. And Karga's like, I don't, what? he's destroyed. Yeah. And also like. 
his parts are in a statue and, and like and so Mando's like yeah exactly so he's parts are still there like get him out I need a droid I can trust to help me explore Mandalore and Karga's like listen this is the new Navarro we're talking about here. Like, we are packed to the gills with droids. You want the fucking best droid ever? Like, I can get you your pick of the litter. You can get have any droid you want. And Din is like, no, I want that busted fucking droid that's currently a statue that tried to kill me and and Baby Yoda the first time it he was met us. It was actually programmed solely to kill Baby Yoda, so I just really need him back. I want him! <laughs> and he's like, I guess, I guess in the... In, Dinger inside, he's like, well, this guy was about to give me, like, a house and prime real estate, so I'm sure he'll just give me this old part of a statue. Um, And it is, I think it's it's actually emblematic of Din's personality, which is, like other Mandalorians, he is extremely set in his ways mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and beholden to the creative of That's Mandalore a great point. and the culture and society of Mandalore. But unlike all the other Mandalorians we've seen up to now, and certainly any of the ones that he's interacted with, he does have the ability to change, to mm-hmm. learn. And when he does do that, like his connection with Grogu is taking off his helmet, the bond he clearly formed with IG-11, it is... It, that bond with whatever surprising person that is usually outside of the sphere of interest mm-hmm, for Mandalorians mm-hmm. is very, very strong. Yeah, that's And now that point. he has had a good experience with this one droid, his, his ban on like ever interacting with droids is gone, but he only wants to interact with, with this one, one droid. Like, I had the good experience with yeah. the one droid. He's like, he's chill. He's chill with other droids to them. Like, he's not saying I hate droids all the time, but he doesn't want to bring a droid yes. on this important mission to have a bath. This needs to be he's a droid a, he can trust. I can, tr- and he knows, and he also knows, like, listen, IG 11 can handle his shit. Like, also, IG 11 will sacrifice his life for the baby and yes. the Mandalorian, so that's a good person to have on your side. So, uh, is like, okay, here's, here's what a good friend I am, and I have been ever since you have come back into my life. I offered you a house. I offered you a job. Now, come and drag this busted fucking bounty hunting robot to my office. Not, like, any workshop or... To t- my like, office. Let's bring it to my office, and you can fix it on my desk. <laughs> so... So Mando is like, okay, uh, you know, he's doing his thing and he gets IG-11, comes online, eyes immediately go red. It has, you know, uh, uh, gone back to its original Kill Baby Yoda programming. (laughs) And like the T-800 at the end of the first Terminator is like crawling around on the floor. Kill the asset! Destroy the asset! Kill the (laughs) asset! It's very nightmarish and extremely well done and really (laughs) creepy. And Mando is just like firing off blaster shots in the office. (laughs) (laughs) He then, and this was so funny to me. Oh my God. He then like laterals (laughs) Baby Yoda to grief. He just throws like a target doll of Baby Yoda. It looks like you just, he's like a kid. He's just like, here you are. How dare you? How dare you throw that baby? Baby Yoda can take, Baby Yoda like has the, I, I, 
shouldn't be worried. Baby Yoda could the, probably have like floated with the force. Yes, not a problem. But still, it was a funny visual to just it's like so funny. Eat Baby Yoda into the arms of Grief Cargo. Also, always hilarious to see a puppet like. With with its legs, you know, like so it yeah, immediately looks like it? a doll when you see the bike. It's like Kermit riding a bike. It's just like huh? and obviously Carl Weathers was ready to catch it. Those hench muscles. He was like, huh, the baby's oh fine. God. So then IG is like just laser focused on this baby and like it turns and is crawling now to Grief, Grief Karga and Baby Yoda. And uh, quick thinking by uh, the magistrate's protocol droid who drops a pretty substantial bust of Grief Karga. Then he just has it in his office. Yeah. Onto IG's head, crushing it. And then Mando gives a very Schwarzenegger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, line. Now that's using your head. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're doing a lot of fun, like, predator esque. Like, Mando and Carl and and Grief do the, the, like, you son of a bitch, like, handshake. You get the Arnold drop here. There was a lot of, like, hat tips to Predator in yeah. this movie. Like that what that line was clearly an so, Arnold Schwarzenegger hat yeah. tip. Yeah, it's um it's such a fun sequence. And also like now I feel like, bro, just take the protocol droid. Like that droid is a that quick thinker. Droid. Wait, hold that on. droid saved your <laughs> life. Me something. Yeah. He saved your life. He thought of that plan when you and you guys were about to get murked by like a fucking yeah, half a dead body. Yes. Why don't you just take that guy? Why, that go, droid, why do you need this IG? That protocol droid was like like a rookie in sports just having <laughs> a great game. It's like, can we appreciate the quick thinking? This protocol droid is just here to be like the pirates you hear and speak. 8,000 languages. Mm-hmm. And here he is saving the high magistrate and his friend's life. And a baby. Shout. Like, either give him a raise, more oil, better quality motor oil. Like, yeah, whatever, whatever it is, it is. That he needs. Like, give it to him. X-Ray Vision will be back. We're excited to announce the return of Stuck with Damon Young, an original podcast from Crooked and Spotify. On this show, award-winning author Damon Young has returned for more off-the-cuff conversations inspired by today's most culturally relevant headlines and roundups of Damon-approved listener-submitted questions. The first two episodes are live now. You're going to love this show. Listen to Stuck with Damon Young for free, only on Spotify. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. And we're back. But, of course, Mando is not giving up on this crazy notion to resurrect IG-11. He's like, okay, I still, 
I still want to do it. I still want to. I know that now his head is crushed. He's like, but maybe like, we can find a way. Is there not something we could do? And Karga, again, I have to respect this man's dedication to doing PR for Navarro at every turn. He's like, well, in addition to the beautiful hot springs, to Navarro being the gem of the outer rim, to the uh, the, the burgeoning construction boom that is going on here, uh, our local wildlife that you can see all throughout the town square. Did you know that some of the finest droid smiths in the galaxy have been drawn to the uh, the low taxes and friendly business environment of Navarro <laughs> on the outer rim? Dude, and, uh, <laughs> my favorite thing about this as well is you have to be like, you're like, I love that. And you are so right. I respect his sales pitch at all time. But he I have to ask stops. you, Grief, I have to ask you a question. If that is the case, and it seems to be, why didn't you just take him there first? Why did you take him to your office and let this reckless babysitter do this dangerous situation? Like, take him first to these little guys. I think that is a fair question. <laughs> I also think that from what we know of Mando, Mando is... He's going to do it his way. You know, he's like, yeah, he's like the guy, he's definitely the guy that if he's driving and he misses the exit and you try to tell mm -hmm. him, he's like, no, no, oh, no, I'm going the no. right way. Yeah, 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 no, no, I'm, I, this is the correct uh, way to repair a, a, a droid that has been fully destroyed. Do I know how to do this? Have I ever done this before? No, but I've seen it done. I know what I'm doing. Um, so Karga uh, takes... IG, the carcass of IG, uh, Din and uh, little baby Grogu to the droid smiths. And guess who they are? It's our friends, the Anzellans, uh, the same species as our good friend Babu Frick. Uh, you remember the cute little Anzellans? They have this wonderful little workshop. Yeah, it's that is such like, a good scene. It's, it's a practical so workshop. And, you know, I you have to crawl this. through the door to get there. And then... Mando's sitting there and he's giant in this kind of tiny sized workshop where everything's made for the Anzellans. I love this. And they all have big Babu Frick energy. There's like really great moment where like the baby is trying to like hug an Anzellan because he thinks it's cute. And, and the Anzellan's like, bad baby. Bad baby. <laughs> I, oh my god, it was so yeah. Grogu's like, I can I just like have an Ancelin like as a pet? It was so. I, I absolutely love the design here. It reminded me of the for those of the, uh, for anyone that remembers Fraggle Rock. Yeah, reminds yeah, me of yeah. The doozers from Fraggle Rock. It was just like uh, it was just really cool. So uh, the droid smiths are like, okay, here's the deal. Um, this droid is really really fucked up, uh, and we can get him back online, but. If you want to do it, we need to get the memory circuit. And, but like, I don't know where we get one. Side quest. Um, si and now it's time for a side quest. And as they're leaving, as you mentioned, Grogu is like trying to pick up the Zanzel. <laughs> like, take it with him. Yeah. And it's like, I love this. They, they do this great comedy moment here where Carl Weathers really gets to shine, where like you can kind of understand the Anzellans, but it's almost like a, it's like a, a mishmash of English and their own language. So so grief is outside and he keeps kneeling down. And at first oh, his God, translation is like really helpful. It. But by the end, yeah. the guys, the little guys just like, eh, no, I no memory it. circuit. I, yeah, I and Mando's yeah. like, I can I literally understand, but grief just keeps translating. He's a very helpful friend. He is. So then Mando and Grogu uh, head off to go find this memory circuit, wherever it is. They're in space, they're in the N1, they're flying around. Mando is uh, unlike, uh, unlike Pedro Pascal's other character, Joel, 
teaching his young charge like how to do stuff. Useful. Like, uh, you know, like, okay, here's how uh, the ship works and here's what this uh, dial does and here's what this display does. And oh, look at this. Guess what? We have uh, enemies in the area. It's the pirates. The pirates are back and they are here to take revenge on Mando for killing a bunch of pirates, uh, you know, on the surface of Navarro. Um, Vane is, of course, leading them, and he radios in. He's like, hi, uh, we are uh, Pirate King Gorian Shardsmen, and you will answer to him. And then a dogfight pops off. Uh, but Mando Mando is really good. I mean, we've yeah. seen Mando work, and there's no way he's going to get taken down by, like, six idiot pirates. So he picks them off one by one, but... Uh, and Vane is like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rabbit. But Vane is leading them to the uh-huh. flagship of uh, Pirate King Shard. We see Shard, who is like a green spinach monster. It's Swamp it Thing. Like, yeah, he's like Swamp Thing. He's got green spinach face, red eyes. I mean, it looks like Swamp Thing. Good on Marvel for getting that one in there first. It was really cute. So he gets uh, Pirate King Shard gets a lock on the N1 and is like, hey, here's what's up. I got a lock on your ship. I'm going to destroy you. Surrender your ship. I'll let you live. Uh, and Mando then imparts some really, really great space. Great line delivery. It says, kid, never trust a pirate. And then they make a run for it. And of course they get away because pirates are idiots. <laughs> uh, they fly to the Mandalore system, uh, specifically the planet uh, Kelavala. And they land at this beautiful Mandalorian castle, like on the seaside, on a cliff. It's absolutely gorgeous. And it's the home of our good friend, Bo-Katan. Uh, I'm she's here to pissed. join you, he says. <laughs> and she's like, well, guess what? There's nothing to join. And fuck you. And also, where's the Darksaber? I don't see it. And by the way, if I had had it, my entire army wouldn't have like left me. Because I came back with a Darksaber and nobody wants to follow me anymore. So, you know, you're an asshole. She says to Din, well, since you've got the Darksaber wherever the fuck it is, why don't you use it? Mm-hmm. Why don't you rally an army yourself? And then they'll just do whatever you want to do. She is very, very salty. <laughs> she yeah, very she's sitting there, helmet off, looking mad, doing the great. Looking she's got gang like on yeah, that throne. On the throne with the leg up. She yeah. is she is definitely uh posed as more of an antagonist than an ally at this point in time. And so then um, Mando is like, well, here's what I'm in town to do. Get this. I'm going to Mandalore. And she's like, why? (laughs) She's like, lol. Like, there's nothing there. What are you going to do there? And he's like, well, I'm going to go under the mines and I'm going to bathe in the living waters and I'm going to be redeemed. And then Bo is like, you're a moron. There's no magic stuff there. It's all the, the planet is wrecked. It's radioactive, destroyed. No one could live there. Uh, but, like, listen, who am I to stop a fool from his errand? If you want to go, the living waters are underneath the civic center in the city of Sundari. And Manda says, guess what? I'm fucking going. Yeah. Peace. I have to say, I feel like Mando is so concerned with having his little bath that he does not realize <laughs> Bo is pissed. And I'm assuming he this, like, this feels like Bo saying, like, yeah, they're under the civic center in the city of Sundari. And what he's really going to find there is an ambush so she can get the Darksaber back. Like, it does not feel way, like she's giving him good faith advice. I completely agree with you. I also feel like, Mando, you're not using it. Can't <laughs> you just, like, can't you just, like, 
stage a fight yeah yeah, and yeah. Take like a just dive. pretend that you take like die like oh my god you got me on the chin and i'm going down and <laughs> oh no we, we flipped <laughs> a coin and now you own it like surely that now would work you like dark saber and it's yours yeah why did you just like man why does he why need it just... well you don't need it you don't use it you're shooting everybody you didn't use it on the pirates that would have been a good thing to use it on Give it to Bo-Katan. She needs it. She's an actual leader. You don't want to leave. Just give it to her. You don't need that Take thing with the baby. Away. It's dangerous. I love... to... Okay, do you think the baby's going to wield the Darksaber? Is that why he still has it? I feel like now I've wow. just said it. I'm like, maybe... I'm like, there has to be a narrative reason. And I'm like, I guess maybe the baby's yes, going to hold it. I will say that I do. I think that whenever... I don't think it'll be in this... I don't think it'll be in the Mandalorian, right? Because the time jump that would need to happen is insane. But I do think that at some point, obviously what where we're headed is Grogu is going to be in is going to be part of the Mandalorian uh, culture, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. He's going to take the he's going to take the oath. He's going to put on a little helmet. He's going to go I would love to see that baby in I the know. helmet with his ears sticking out. Point, and I think at that point by hook or by crook, he's gonna get that dark mm-hmm. it just makes too much sense like it feels like this is where, you, where this is going where, what do you think yeah i think so definitely i'm i'm very interested to see how they build it in there's like a lot of rebels law here like rebels locations yeah, like the, the 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 pure girls like i'm i'm in, excited to see where this goes i also like that they just came back and they were like look do you remember what the Mandalorian's about? It's about a baby and a guy, and they're just having fun, going through <laughs> yeah. space, seeing some cool shit, seeing a familiar face, like shooting some people. Like they would, they did not come back at this with any other angle than just like this is the fun it. Star Wars show, and I love I it. Love I also it. love to see uh, Rick back as the director because he directed one of my favorite episodes from the first season, and the fact that he's on like three of these episodes this season is very exciting to me. I'm also stoked that Carl Weathers is directing another episode. I can't wait for that. And Good for him. After the Book of Boba Fett episode that made everyone realize Bryce Dallas Howard should be able to direct a Star Wars movie, I cannot wait yes. to see her episode. Because her episode of Book of Boba Fett was, like, unbelievable. I got to tell you, I think you're right about this ambush. I, that yeah, is, it feels like it, right? makes too much sense to me. Right? She, it, it she feels just like gives we're it up lot. so easily. She's like, nah. She's like, sure, go there. Also, he makes a really good point where he's like, weren't you the one who told me it wasn't poisoned? He's like, but right. now it's poisoned. He's like, mm, something doesn't really add up. But he he's so desperate for this redemption and to be part of his culture again that he is ignoring what I feel like are red flags. She even says to him at the end, she's like, goodbye, Din Djarin. And I'm like, yeah, goodbye, because you're about to kill him and take the dark saber. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. Is do you think that the the um the Mandalorians that have kind of gathered around the armorer now on planet to be named later. Are they the people that melted away from Bo-Katan's army? She does say something really interesting at the beginning of this, where she's like, the Death Watch, all these different factions, like they destroyed Mandalore, but she was also a separatist. So I I think it's unclear. And she sort of said, you know, that her, her crew are now like mercenaries. So I don't know. But I do think that we're going to end up in a situation where there's going to be different sects of Mandalorians who are going to have to come together if they actually want Mandalore to kind of exist yeah, in any coherent way. I like the way they're setting up, too, for Din to be this unlikely and in many ways unwilling leader of the Mandalorian people because it feels like he's going to be thrust into a situation where against his nature mm-hmm. he's going to have to be not just like the 
warrior military leader, but a real political leader for this like fractious yeah. and dwindling people that in Bo-Katan's words, as you mentioned, is just like divided by different schisms mm-hmm. and diff- yeah. into different factions. I think that's a great point because something that is really interesting that I wonder if they're going to play on is we've talked about this a lot, how him and Grogu, they almost are like, they're becoming this kind of melding of Jedi culture and Mandalore culture. And I do wonder if part of the lesson of Din being a new leader for Mandalore is going to be about them changing their ways or adapting to new people or new thought processes or not changing the creed, but being more open to different readings of it. You know, I I feel like that kind of seems like it's an adapt or it's like adapt or die kind of situation. completely... Yes, that feels like the, the the underlying theme of this show, in addition to like hangout time with uh, with Din and Grogu, is this idea of a culture that is so set in its ways that really is like, not to blame. It, it it's you know it's it would be victim blaming to say the Mandalorians brought some of this stuff on no. themselves like the, the Empire destroyed them but there is an aspect of their culture that is so war centric that it's like self defeating in a their certain response way and we saw to it has we not saw a lot of this in, in Clone them. Wars yeah. yeah we saw a lot of this in Clone Wars where you know when political leaders attempted to bring a more progressive more peace centric style mm-hmm. of politics to the Mandalorians, it it turned into basically like a, a low-level civil wars. And now can this very small surviving sect of the Mandalorian culture adapt in order to survive? I think mm-hmm. that that is the theme of of this this series. And I think it's so really too. Interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, also I was also going to say, like, I thought the score was really good for this episode, but it obviously oh, wasn't yeah. Ludwig. And I thought that was really interesting. So Ludwig did do the first two seasons and Boba Fett, but I guess for this, it's a composer called Joseph Shirley. But I really liked it. It felt different, but really Star Wars. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's fun. I, I'm happy to have it back in my life. It's so I'm cheery to, compared to The wonderful. Last of Us. Like, it I was really watching is. The Last of Us and I was like... I need to see the baby again. I was like, I this, the last the of us is so good, but I, I am happy that our Pedro Pascal double bill is now like cheery baby, sad baby. I need to see Duality. the, the, the milky web of hyperspace reflected in the beautiful mm. dewy eyes of my 50 year old baby friend. Grogu. We need a baby yoga, Yoda actually for the studio. I'm like, b- d- Lucasfilm, send us a baby. We need him. Send us a baby. <laughs> send us a baby. Only a green baby. You know what yeah. we're talking about. Up next, nerd out. In today's nerd out, where you tell us what you love and why, or a theory that you're excited to share, Whitney shares the latter. And it's a very interesting question that I feel like leads on extremely well from our conversation. So Jason, I will let you read this theory about season three of The Mandalorian. Um, hey guys, love the show. You're both amazing. Jason, great job on Jeopardy. It's true. You, Rosie, I'm on Team Eternals with you. Woo-woo. I gotta tell you, Team Eternals is growing. It's growing, More on baby. That later. It is growing. <laughs> 
Um, I've been diving back into The Mandalorian in preparation for season three. I'm not as deep on the lore as a lot of people, so I don't know if there is some sort of answer or theory on this. But is there any reason to believe that Mando might be better with the Darksaber because of his relationship and attachment to Grogu? Is his relationship with a Force user going to somehow enable his ability to use it well? As Grogu taps back into the Force and as Din uses the Saber more, and as their relationship strengthens, will Din's ability grow? I think that that is a... I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah. And I think the history of the Darksaber tells us that it comes from a place back, you know, centuries and centuries and millennia ago when there was a Mandalorian who was a Jedi. And I think that's where we're trending mm -hmm. towards again. Yeah. I think that um, we've seen Din's influence on Grogu. We've seen Grogu's emotional influence on Din and Din's willingness to do things, to move out of his comfort zone, take off his helmet, et cetera, to, 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 um, to display his emotional bond with Grogu. But the, but is there something else? Will Grogu find some sort of connection to the force in Din that is there to amplify? It's an interesting question. Yeah. And I would love to see that. I would love to see it. This is the kind of thing that makes me so excited about Star Wars. There may be a yeah. canon answer. There may be a, a distinct yes or no. But to me, this is the kind of excitement. I love this idea of the Force as something that flows through everyone and around all of us. You know, that's one of the most magical things about Star Wars. So I love this idea that the nature of Din and Grogu's connection would allow Din to almost access the Force. Or at least be more connected to it than somebody else. It's that kind of yeah. magic of the end of The Last Jedi, this idea of the democratization of the Force. Or, you know, uh, Baze and Chiru in in yeah. uh, Rogue One, this idea that like people can connect to the Force through different and unexpected ways. And it would make sense that if you were a great swords person and you ended up with this incredibly powerful sword with Jedi connections and you were chilling with an incredibly powerful Jedi, there may be some things that happen there. I mean, it's one of the ultimate Star Wars fan arguments is, you know, is Han Solo force sensitive? Because the argument is if you're such a brilliant pilot that usually Anakin Skywalker was a brilliant pilot. Luke Skywalker was a brilliant pilot. Is Han Solo, is he tapping into the force when he does that? Is he a force user? And I love that gray area of the force and i think it's so much fun and i love this question and i think we will at least see a hint of this as we move forward with the way that i like that correlation between grogu learning more about the force and din learning more about the saber those two things seem like a great parallel to explore i i totally agree and thank you so much whitney for your question Folks, if you have theories or passions you want to share, hit us up at x-ray at crooked.com. Instructions in the show notes. That's it for us this episode. Rosie, plugs, 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 plugs. What do you have to plug? You can read uh, all my cool articles and stuff at many places. IGN, Nerdist, Den of Geek, Polygon. Uh, I have a authory page where you can go through and read thousands of my articles, old and new. You can download free comics also from my website, Rosie Knight. And you can find me here twice a week and also on Instagram and Letterboxd at Rosie Marks. 
catch the next episode of X-Ray Vision on March 8th for more The Last of Us on HBO Max. And remember, we'll bring you two episodes a week, Wednesdays and Fridays, from your podcast platform of choice. Twice the deep dives, twice the Baby Yoda, twice the Last of Us, <laughs> twice the everything else. And if you want to see us as well as hear us, you can subscribe on YouTube, where we are now posting full episodes of the show. Plus, follow us at XRVPod on Twitter, where Saul is always doing some cool stuff. And check out the Discord to meet and hang out with a ton of amazing fans and listeners. Plus, me and Jason are there. And if you're into watch parties, those have been popping off recently. There was a midnight watch party for The Mandalorian. And there's going to be more for every episode. Same with The Last of Us and with the finale coming up. I'm sure those channels are going to be going wild. Five-star ratings, five-star reviews. We love them. We need them. We got to have them. You got to give them to us. Here's one from Podcast Fan. One of my favorites. Thank you, Podcast Fan. Just damn fun and funny. Oh, thank you. Even if I'm only slightly familiar or interested, I'll Mm. listen to the end of every episode. Rosie and Jason are a five-star lords and ladies. (laughs) Quick comic pitch idea. Snowbird of Alpha Flight is a magic detective spy. Her war is done. What's next? We'll get a little nerd out into the end of the <laughs> five-star rating. Like, if, you, if you want to combine those, uh, yes. <laughs> also, save, put that pitch in your back pocket for when you have that Marvel yeah, meeting because that's a good one. <laughs> Thank you, podcast fan. X-Ray Vision is a Crooked Media production. The show is produced by Chris Lord and Saul Rubin. The show is executive produced by myself and Sandy Gerard. Our editing and sound design is by Vasilis Fotopoulos. Dylan Villanueva and Matt DeGroote provide video production support. Alex Relaford handles social media. Thank you, Brian Vasquez, for our theme music. See you next time. Bye. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there, because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.